Welcome to the first episode of Drops of Hope Ministries. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Phil Fox from Drops of Hope Ministries. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this is actually the first episode ever uh, of on the Anchor uh, Drops of Hope program. Uh, heads up, you can record up to 30 minutes in your browser. If you'd like to record for longer, you can use any app on your computer then upload the file. So <clears throat> I'm actually just looking at the, uh, looking at all of this right now. I can record up to 30 minutes. So um, we'll see if we have even 30 minutes of material. I doubt it, but who knows? Uh, this is a little bit easier, I guess, than uh, actually um, doing the, the web uh, live stream videos. Uh, don't have to set up all the lights and cameras and, uh, you know, there's just a lot less, uh, stuff that we got to do in order to, and I can actually speak into the microphone rather than looking at a, um, at the camera. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I really didn't have anything actually, uh, for this episode, um, <clears throat> I just basically, I'm just fooling around with it and, uh, looking at, uh, you know, what I, what I can do, uh, you know, all the settings and, and all the recording, you know, how this whole thing works. But of course, I'm sure you can hear it. Got my Bible open. There it is. Can you hear it? Yeah, there we go. I actually flipped past it, fooling around. <clears throat> so, one of the th one of the things uh, in this with with this channel, and what we're going to be doing is we're you know we're going to look at common misconceptions. Uh, my mic is leaving me. Uh, I got to play with the tension here. Sorry, I got to play with the tension on my mic stand. But, uh, but yeah, so, <clears throat> so some of the things that we want to do looking at this channel or as we get into this channel and what, what we're going to be about is basically we want to look at some common questions that are, um, and common not only just common questions, but common misconceptions that are in, that are common about the Christian faith. Drops of Hope Ministries, we uh, are an upstart ministry. I've been in ministry for approximately uh, about 15, 16 years now. And uh, since I was, uh, well, I was, <clears throat> I was, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I know this is going to be totally, totally, to just absolutely jumbled here and there and everywhere. Cause, cause this is, this is the, 
this is the reason why you you naturally have notes when you come to these things. Uh, because, and especially a person like me, because I, I have a million things going on in my brain. Um, so we'll start at the beginning. <clears throat> when I was a little boy, just kidding. Um, but no, quite literally when I was a kid, I've always been interested in God or the supreme, the supreme being or the creator. Uh, I am native American, hundred percent native American. And, um, well, not quite hundred percent, but as pretty, pretty close to full blood, hundred percent native American that you can get. Um, but, uh, I've always had sort of this God complex and I've always been interested in God and higher things and higher and learning about God. And, um, my mother was the same way. And my mom had gotten into many other faiths and religions. Some of them, I, I tease her to this day. Um, but she was a, a uh, she followed the Jehovah's Witnesses for a while. Uh, you know, one of her boyfriends was a Muslim. And uh, so she sort of wandered in her younger years. And then I came to Christ in 1999. And I was a uh that was a summer of 99. So that would have been my eighth grade summer going into my freshman year in high school. And, um, scratch that. That was my freshman summer going into my sophomore year. And, uh, let's see, 99, 2000. So yeah, no, it was my eighth grade year, eighth grade going into my freshman year in high school. And, um, I was saved through uh, a group of missionaries that would come in and it was actually not the same group, but the organizers uh, would come every year and they would have uh, a, a group of missionaries that would come uh, a different group every year. Uh, and they had a few years where it was this, the same group, but that was pretty rare uh, for the same group to come, uh, you know, for an extended number of years. But, um, but it was through their ministry and through their faithfulness that I got saved, uh, came to Christ, said the prayer, and then nothing. And uh, so I lived, you know, every year, year to year, would see them, see them new group, you know, get puffed up and get Christianized for, you know, for a week or a two weeks or however, however long they were there. And, and they would always coordinate it to come around when our celebration or what's better known as a powwow. And, um, so I would, I would anticipate their coming. Uh, <clears throat> and actually I got close, very close to the, the leaders, uh, or the organizers, uh, a, a couple, a older couple, uh, they weren't, they weren't, old then, but they're, they're older now. Actually, uh, my spiritual mom, her name was Sue. Uh, she has gone on to heaven now. Um, <clears throat> but everyone knew, everyone knew Joe and Sue and, uh, Joe was my spiritual father and Sue was my spiritual mother. And, um, they were faithful. They have a lot of friends and a lot of lives that they have impacted through their faithfulness and through their ministry. 
and it was them and their, their consistency, uh, because, you know, many, one of the drawbacks of, of missionaries, especially short-term missions are the, the group of kids or the group itself, whether they're adults or kids or teens or whatever, they do this thing where they blow in, blow up, and then they blow out. And there's really no follow-up or there's no, there's really no type of, you know, discipleship. And that's, that's, that's the hard part. And uh, Joe and Sue were always very keen to that. And so what they did is they tried to plug in anyone who believed, who became a believer, they tried to plug them into our, the little teeny tiny Baptist church that we had, um, in my small town on the Indian reservation. And there just wasn't enough resources. And I finally, um, got into the ministry, uh, about the, uh, not my freshman year in college, but my sophomore year in college. And, um, and then after that, uh, I, God had, had really gotten to, gotten me to a place where he knew that I needed to step up and convicted me as such. So, so I, I would, um, actually went down to Georgia to meet with a missionary friend. And at that time, my spiritual parents, Joe and Sue lived there in, in Northern Georgia. And, uh, so I expressed to them that, Hey, I've been thinking about it and I think I need to go to school or I, you know, I'd like to go to Bible college. And lo and behold, um, a few weeks later, I got a call from the president of Jackson Hole Bible College. His name is Don Landis. He is the, uh, he's actually on the board of this huge, um, creation, uh, ministry called Answers in Genesis. Some of you might've heard it, heard about it. Uh, they are the ones that have the Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky. Uh, on the border of Kentucky and Ohio, I'm actually not too far from that. So I need to get out there, <clears throat> but, uh, excuse me, I'm battling a cold and I know you can hear the floor creaking, but, uh, um, my, uh, my family's getting ready for bed. It's like 11 o'clock at night, but, um, but yeah, so <clears throat> Don Landis, uh, he is the senior pastor of uh, Community Bible Church in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and uh, CBC for short. And there's a small, teeny tiny, small Bible college in Jackson Hole called JH, JHBC, Jackson Hole Bible College. We often, because of our gear, all of our gear said JHBC, everyone assumed that we were from Jackson Hole, Baptist church. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a non-denominational college, uh, 
focused on creation science, obviously, since Don is on the board of Answers in Genesis. And also, uh, it is a conservative college. Um, and the, the, the CBC uh, Community Bible Church is actually modeled after uh, Pastor John MacArthur's church in uh, Sun Valley, California, uh, Grace Community Church. So it's an elder rule church, and they took a lot of, and, and I know that uh, Don had sat down with Pastor MacArthur, I believe, I, I, I from the stories from my, what I remember, I think they sat down and helped them draw out their, their, um, their faith statement and their, um, their church polity, which is basically their, their church politics, um, and how the church is to be run. And wow, I can't believe I'm looking at the counter and I'm already 13 minutes into this thing. And I thought I wouldn't have enough material, <clears throat> but, uh, anyway, so, so that's just a little bit of about, and so I've, I've been in, in formal ministry, uh, it, that was 2004. So 2004, 2014, now it's 2020. So 16 years I've been in formal ministry. I started as a, <clears throat> as one of the youth coordinators at, uh, at my small Baptist church back in my, the small reservation in North Dakota where I was born and raised. And then I, um, sort of became the youth pastor, went from the youth coordinator to the youth pastor. And then, uh, I was sort of the, the you know, all with the lay title, never was ordained until, uh, 2012. Um, I got my ordination and, um, with unanimous decision from the board of elders, from this, this network of pastors teachers, missionaries, churches, and parachurch organizations called Harvest Network International. And <clears throat> yes, it's an online type thing, but it was more than just pay your $20 and here's your certificate. We'll see it next year. There's, it's actually a community. We have elders, we have uh, people that we can have get church discipline from if we if if we're found, you know, to be running a ministry that is not kosher, um, or you know, if we're not being honest about our ministries or, or those types of things. So we do have eldership over us, which is a plus because there is accountability, and <clears throat> not only did I have to. Uh, sit down with uh, the elders and then also have to go through a screening with a pastor and his wife. Um, I had to submit my faith statement and my doctrinal statement. And <clears throat> so I had to work very hard on those to get those things through and develop those things and get to a point where I you know, had those things. And those are what I use to start Drops of Hope. Um, Drops of Hope, we don't affiliate ourselves with any one denomination, but we are, uh, my background is Baptist. But I don't, I am not 
your typical Baptist. I don't, I don't go through and, you know, adhere to the full Baptist faith and message. You know, I do consider myself, I do lean a little more reformed in my theology. And uh, at this point, I am the sole minister of Drops of Hope. I do have uh, my family uh, supporting me, my wife. My wife is actually the one who who suggested that I uh, really start taking Drops of Hope a little more serious. Because to this point, um, we started Drops of Hope. And I say we, I mean my wife, because it's it's not just me. My, my wife supports me. My kids support me. And even if it's just the point of them, you know, sort of being quiet so I can, you know, do these things or, or my wife doing things sort of around when I'm either doing the videos or studying or actually doing the podcast. <clears throat> um, you know, so those are all things that help support. And... I am always, you know, by the grace of God and by the grace of my wife, I am always studying. And there are times where, you know, I, I do feel bad that I have to, you know, I do spend so much time. So I, 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 there are times I have to sit and stop and, and think about, all right, you know, I have to go spend some time with my wife. You know, I, I could study all day long. Literally, I could study all day long and then do these types of things. But... But these are just everyday everyday struggles and every, you know everyday things we have to think about as we're doing this ministry, and um, but yeah, I have a wife and two children and a dog. Uh, we live in a townhouse, and yeah, it's it's sort of the picturesque uh, middle class. Um, you know, I'm a, I am a dual. Uh, I forget what they call it. I have two jobs. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm always uh, my my vocabulary fluctuates. Some days I remember all the big words, and then some days I just can't remember them to save my life. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I have my day job, which is a government contractor, and uh, then I have my wild nightlife, where I. I'm a minister of the word of God. And I, I have done some voiceover work too. So, <clears throat> you know, I like to play with my voice a little bit, you know, kind of the movie theater type thing too, you know, in the city, you must fight to survive. Yeah. I'm sort of battling the cold. So, <laughs> so I can't really get my voice there. If you're looking for nothing but the best of oldies, you're looking for magic 98.9. Yeah. So anyway, uh, wow. So 19 minutes, uh, all I've done is talked about myself, my goodness, but, um, but yeah, so, so I've, um, the, the vision that I had for these podcasts, especially now that I know that they're like a half hour long and that's a, you know, that's a pretty easy time frame to, to go through, you know, one particular topic each, each time. And so, like I said earlier, and like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, you know, 
we want to go through some common misconceptions or common objections to the Christian faith. And part of my ministry and part of what I feel like I have been called to is to, to really try to draw out these truths in love, of course, but there are certain objections that are unique to the Native American perspective. Now, that's not going to be the primary focus of this, this podcast, but there may be some instances where it has to be because we have to, uh, well, I have to, and I feel like I'm called to, uh, to actually refute some of those things. So I've actually made a list of some of the common objections to Christianity within uh, the Native community. And if I could find my notes, because <laughs> again, I am completely unorganized. Um, flipping through all my notes here. Uh, the most common objections from to Christianity uh, from Native people. So, so the, the, the first thing that I hear often is that Christianity is a white man's religion or that Jesus is a white man's God. Uh, the second thing, and, and these, and please, these aren't statistics. These aren't like, you know, this is the first, this was just the first thing that came to my head. Um, but it, that number one, it actually is the most common, uh, because I've heard that one the most. Um, but another thing that they, they, and I say native people, like I'm not one of them and it's not us versus them, but it's basically, you know, they see the inconsistency in how uh, Christians, especially nowadays, preach love, but they put so many people into slavery and killed so many of the native people. So there's an obvious disconnect there, right? So um, the, the inconsistency is, is there. Uh, the, the third one is that how are they going to teach us uh, to be spiritual? How are Christians going to teach Native Americans to be spiritual when Natives are more spiritual than Christians are to begin with? Which is true. I mean, how do you teach a spiritual people to be spiritual? Um, but it's about shifting the focus, right? Uh, and four is how do you explain many of the things that they've seen or felt? And that's how they know that what they believe is true. And that, that's a, that's a more universal argument. That's not just, that's not just what the, what native people believe, but that's a, that's a very common argument among non-believers in native people, uh, you know, because I know that there's many things that they have witnessed and seen and some, a lot of things I've witnessed and seen myself. 
Uh, I've been to different ceremonies. I've been to sun dances. I've been to uh, different uh, types of ceremonies where they they close out all the windows and lock all the doors, and your pit it's pitch black, not a thing of light, and there's streams of light going through, and there's sounds and sensations and things that you just can't explain in the natural realm. People have seen visions and people have seen all of these, you know, wild things. And that's how they know it's true. Whereas a lot of stuff in Christianity is, well, actually Christianity in its rightful place is more about faith than by sight. Actually, that's a quote from scripture. We're to live by faith and not by sight. So that's another common misconception or common objection. Sorry. And then uh, five, and this list is not exhaustive. I'm, I know that I'm missing some, but these are the, some of the things that were just sort of came off the top of my head. Uh, and this was stuff that I was sort of jotting down when I was talking with my mom. Uh, so the fifth thing is that um, that natives teach basically the message of universalism or postmodernism. And they say that what we teach is what we teach and what you teach is what you teach. And that's good that you believe that. We're glad that you believe in Jesus. We're glad that you believe in a Bible. That's good for you. But it's not good for me. That's not what I want. Or that's not what I need. And just leave me alone. But you're free to believe whatever you want. And they don't, I mean, they don't really say you know, and just leave me alone. But, you know, it's it, that's sort of the message, right? That's sort of the, you know, well, you know, I'm not going to say anything to you about what you believe in the Bible. I'm just going to tell you that it's good. And then that's it. So we'll see. I mean, you know, that, that that's the thing is, you know, it, it's, it drives me crazy. You know, and I actually talked about this in uh, one of the, uh, the I, I did a live video, I think on sun, sun, yesterday, Sunday. I always think it's like way later in the week. But anyway, I <clears throat> uh, did, did one on Sunday, yesterday, and I was talking about that position, you know, universalism and and or postmodern thinking that, you know, you can just believe in whatever you believe and that's good for you. And what I believe is good for me. And the point that I was trying to draw out in, in the middle of the, the live stream was that, well, what happens if you have two contradicting direct, direct contradicting arguments, right? The pen is, the pen is red, but the pen is actually blue. You know, this pen is, you know, I mean, we're like that, that scene in, in, uh, uh, liar, liar, you know, the pen is royal blue. I mean, um, you know, it's obvious, you know, it's obvious what the truth is, but yet, uh, I mean, and, and Romans chapter one talks about this and actually that was the scripture that I was flipping to. Um, this is my favorite 
Romans chapter one. I sorry, I closed my Bible and now I have to re refind it. But it says this in eighteen, chapter one eighteen. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men, by who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his in invisible attributes, namely his divine, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. Um, in things that have been made so that there are, so that they are without excuse. So this is telling us that these, all, all of these truths are evident. There are truths in this world that are evident that are, there's, there's no excuse. There is no excuse. There are certain laws and rules within this realm that are universal truths. And one of the things that I, I, I say this to my daughter from time to time is that you can believe all you want that gravity doesn't exist just because society says that gravity doesn't, I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to have to wrap this up. But uh, anyway, this is the first episode of uh, Drops of Hope Ministries. And uh, sorry, I had to cut it so short, but um, I have like 30 seconds left. So um, thank you for tuning in and I will uh, catch you next episode. So Lord be with you and uh, get into your Bible, read it, listen to what it says, and be blessed. Amen.